0: Welcome to the Harmony Christian Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message from Pastor Josh Shoemaker. And that today is the, uh, the, um, the first Sunday of Advent. And so what Advent is, is it's the season of anticipation and waiting. It's the time before the incarnation of Jesus. So you have the Advent begins again, it, was, it begins the last, or the Sunday before November 30th, and it goes all the way up till Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve night we transition into from, from we're waiting for his incarnation to Christ is here incarnation has happened. What we've waited for has come. And so so this season of Advent is about waiting. It's about how do you wait in this season? And so I have a couple of scriptures here for you. Psalms 27, verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Then Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31 says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings of eagles. They will run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. How many of you had so much turkey and ham this week in that you can relate to that passage? It's hard to walk and not faint, right? I had two Thanksgivings this year, and uh, let me tell you, I had some turkey and ham. That's all I got to say. So those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. This season, again, is Advent, the season of waiting. And you can see the symbolism of Advent even in, when you look at your kids, right? Or if you can remember, some of you, you have to really remember. But if you can remember all the way back when you were a kid, you can remember that, that anticipation about this time of year, right? You know, your, your fall has ended. You're starting to pull the winter coats out. The daylight is beginning to get shorter and shorter, it's beginning to get nighttime. Your mom is cooking all of the Thanksgiving sides and all the dishes. And then she asks the most important question ever to a kid. What do you want for Christmas this year? And all of a sudden you realize it's that time of year, right? All the butterflies come back. You start getting excited. You cannot wait for Christmas morning. All of a sudden, the kid who, who can't pick his underwear up off of the ground becomes the most organized person in the world, right? He begins making lists, right, and checking it twice. We got magazines at home, toy magazines, Meyer, and all of the places. And my kids, again, who leave their socks everywhere, right? are circling every item that they want and putting their initials beside it so we know which kid circled it, right? The, they become organized. They become just these, these OCD people so they know, you know, they're making their list for Christmas and then anticipation just builds and builds and builds. And some kids aren't very good at waiting, right? How many of you were the kid that snuck into his mom and dad's closet and peeked into the, into the, into the closet to see what you were getting? Anybody? Okay, good. I got a few rebels with me. Yeah, yeah, I got a few of you. Um, One of the things I really wanted one year for Christmas, and I I was going to ask you all what you wanted, what are some things you wanted when you were a kid, but we don't have time for that. So Uh, so I'll just tell you one thing I wanted when I was a kid. When I was, uh, I don't know, maybe 15. I was probably, I think, 14, 15 years old. Uh, I had been learning how to play guitar for a few years, and I wanted my own brand new acoustic guitar. And I had it picked out. It was, it was an Ovation Mod. My other board is what it was, what it was called. And it was, it was blue. It had like surfboards on it. I live in Indiana. I don't know why I wanted a guitar with surfboards on it, but I did. And so I was all excited about this guitar. And uh, uh, we went to Guitar Center. Mom and Dad took me down to Guitar Center sometime in November, early December. We were looking for it, uh, testing out different guitars. And so it's like I kind of knew already that I was probably getting a guitar for Christmas, right? And so because they were kind of hinting at it, but I had to know for sure. And uh, Mom and Dad aren't here this morning, but maybe I'll cut this out on the podcast because they still don't know the secret because uh, they always listen. But I I was pretty sure I was getting a guitar, but just to be sure, I looked in mom's checkbook to see if there was a purchase made. (laughs) Amber said, you're a terrible person. (laughs) So I knew I was getting a guitar, so the anticipation was killing me, right? I couldn't wait, I couldn't hardly wait for this brand new guitar to come. For Christmas morning to come, a few days before Christmas, we're at the at our church uh, where we had youth group, and we're remodeling the youth the youth room, and so it was over Christmas break. Our youth pastor had some of us come in to help, and uh, I was cutting a piece of paneling on a table saw. I was cutting the piece. You all know where this is going already. I was cutting a piece of paneling on a table saw, and uh, I I had finished cutting the piece. And uh, I started wiping the sawdust off of the paneling. About the time I was doing that, (laughs) speaking of anticipation, you're all all ready for the story. I was was wiping away the sawdust. One of the other youth behind me says, hey, be careful. Well, I didn't hear what she had said, so I looked back and I said, what? Put my hand right into the table saw. Ended up cutting almost, are you all got strong stomachs? Are you, everything settled from Thanksgiving? All right, so I, I almost cut my middle finger completely off, the tip of it. If you want to see proof later, I'll show you the scars. But um, just about cut it off. And then the other three fingers were just just cut up just really badly. And so, uh, so long story short, I ended up going to the emergency room, getting surgery. They did save the tip of my finger, which was awesome. I don't have a whole lot of feeling in it. So if you want to come up and like flick it later, you can. (laughs) Moral of the story is I spent Christmas in the hospital with my hand in the air because I had to keep it elevated for a week in a room that was about 80 degrees because they had to keep it warm. And uh, I got my guitar for Christmas (laughs) They brought it to the hospital. All I could do was look at it and watch all my friends who play guitar play it for me. (laughs) Anticipation though, right? The anticipation was there was building. It was was killing me the whole year. And that's what Advent is talking about. It's anticipation. It's that coming. It's that longing. You know, for kids and Christmas, that anticipation can almost be magical right? It can almost add to the wonder of the season. That, that December month is about as long as the entire year because the anticipation is so strong. But it could also, that waiting can be devastating as well. That waiting period can be difficult. It could be a trial. Advent reminds us of the thousands of years God's people had to wait for the day the Messiah was going to be born. Thousands of years. It was prophesied that Jesus would come clear back in Genesis at the fall of man. And then throughout scripture, throughout time in the Old Testament, prophet after prophet would come and talk about this Messiah who was going to come and was going to restore humanity, who was going to bring back the fellowship that man had with God. And thousands and thousands of years go by and they keep hearing about this Messiah, but having to wait in anticipation for the day he would come. Advent also points uh, to the waiting we endure, that Jesus has come, right? But Jesus is coming again. And though that he has come, he has redeemed us from our sins. There's going to be a day where he splits the eastern sky and he comes back to make all things new once again. And we are waiting in anticipation. You know, it says in Revelations that he is coming back soon. He's been coming back soon for 2,000 years. And we're waiting in anticipation for the return of Jesus. My two minutes is up. Advent teaches us how to live in the waiting, in the here and the not yet in the here and the not yet. Some of us are living in our own season of Advent. Maybe we've been waiting for God to heal our bodies. I I can look around the room right now and see different families and different individuals who are going through health crisis. And you believe the promise that says in Isaiah that by his stripes, we are healed. You believe the New Testament where Jesus comes and you see that it's his will to heal those who are broken in their bodies. And you've been crying out, but you're still waiting. You're still waiting. Maybe you have a child who has drifted away. And maybe even this this season where, where family comes into your home, you've been anticipating and waiting for that son or that daughter to come through that door again. Thanksgiving's come and gone and they haven't shown up. Christmas isn't looking good either. And you're like the father in the prodigal son story and you're waiting on the porch. Looking at the horizon, anticipating that son or daughter to come home, but they haven't stepped foot on the land yet. They haven't come back home yet and you're waiting. Maybe you're dealing with financial issues and you're waiting for an answer. Maybe God has given you a calling and a dream. And it seems like every time you try to step out, the door keeps closing. And in your heart, you're going, God, was this real? Is this really what you said to me? And he just keeps telling you over and over again, this is the dream. This is the calling. This is the thing. But you're still waiting for that door to open, to be able to step through it and see it come to pass. Maybe you're like Hannah in the Bible and you're believing for God to give you a baby, but your womb is still empty and you're in that season of waiting. We all have seasons of Advent. We all have seasons where we're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, where we're anticipating God to move. Uh, Real quick, I want to tell you this story from a man named Brad Giersack, who talks about a time where he was, he had met this young lady. Uh, At the time he met her, she was 21. But back when she was 14 years old, she had accepted Jesus and decided to follow Jesus. And the same day that she decided to follow Jesus, she fell ill and became extremely weak and bedridden on the same day she accepted Jesus. And she became sick and better, and she was for weeks being, seeing doctors for trying to find out what's going on. They finally figured out that she had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, this 14-year-old little girl. Fast-forward a few years. Brad meets her when she's 21 years old, and she is still dealing with this fibromyalgia, this weakness, and he sees this girl who has been robbed of her teenage years from this disease. And if it's not bad enough that she has the disease, imagine how horrid it is that she developed the disease the day she became a Christian. I I, I don't know about you, but it's, it's hard to even imagine that at some point in time, she didn't just give up on God and blame God for what had happened given the timing of the disease, but she didn't. In fact, Brad meets her at a discipleship school where she's going to learn how to draw closer to Jesus. So Brad meets her at this school and, and she asked if he could pray for her. She's been in this, this disease for years, struggling. She can come to class, but only for a few hours at a time because her body just can't take it. And Brad uh, sits down to pray with her. He says that he sits down across from her and their knees are touching and he has her hands in his hands. And he says, he just told her in that moment, he said, I I just, I just need you to know that I, I hate this disease and I feel helpless. And so he, he sits there and he prays with her for a minute and he says, you know, I feel like the Lord wants us to read out of the Psalms. And I'm not gonna read all of it to you here, but here's, here's what he had, this young lady. Her name was Melinda, I'm sorry, Melaina, Melaney. He had her read these Psalms, Psalm 6 and Psalms 13 as a prayer. Let me give you just a taste of these Psalms. Psalm 6, verse 2 says, Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? I am weary with my groaning all night. I make my bed swim, drenched, and I drench my couch with tears. My eyes waste away because of grief. It grows old because of my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard my voice of weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer that all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. Brad says that as they read these Psalms, Mulaney began to sob out loud. As every line that David wrote spoke to her issue... And her pain in the waiting. That all of these years she had cried out to God. That she had soaked her bed in tears every night. Believing that God can heal her but still waiting. Still in Advent. Waiting for the incarnation of her healing. And I love how these Psalms give way to hope. That in the beginning of the Psalms there's. The pain and there's the reality of the pain. And listen, there's, there is a reality of pain. We don't have to ignore pain as Christians. It's real. And we have to deal with it. We have to go through it. So I love how David doesn't ignore the pain, but pain always gives way to hope. And she begins, at, begins the psalm talking about the pain, but at the end of the psalm, she begins declaring her hope and her trust In the goodness of God. The next day, Brad said that they had a prayer meeting where they invited anybody who wanted to to come up and stand before the cross. And to lay down their burdens at the foot of the cross and receive the goodness of God in exchange. And Melanie went up and she participated in that prayer. And Brad says that was the last time he had ever seen her. uh, Seen her in person was that, that day. And then they parted ways. I think often we get frustrated in the waiting. Sometimes we get disappointed. We begin to get drawn into the enemy's words of ridicule and doubt, calling the promise illegitimate. We begin making excuses that maybe we misunderstood the promise. Sometimes, even there's even theologians now who will scour scripture looking for an excuse as to why the promises that we've been given in scripture haven't come to pass. We grow impatient because we can't endure the season of waiting. But Psalms 27 gives us the key to waiting and the the key to waiting is in the word wait. The Hebrew word for wait is the word kavah. The word wait there means to bind together, to intertwine. So when it says wait on the Lord, it's what it's telling us. is in the season of Advent, in the season of waiting, how we endure the process is we entwine ourselves. We bind ourselves to the Father. And then it tells us that as we bind ourselves to him, that he comes in. And renews our strength. That he comes in and strengthens our heart. That as we intertwine ourselves with him. His courage becomes our courage. His strength becomes our strength. So the key to enduring the waiting process. The key to holding on to the not yet. Is to understand that he is. Revelations tells us, Jesus says that I am the alpha and the omega, that I am the he was, he is, and he is to come. And oftentimes we find ourselves waiting for the he is to come. And in that season of waiting for the coming of Jesus, we have to embrace the he isness. Of the Father. That in the waiting, we embrace the He isness, we intertwine ourselves with the Father, and He begins to strengthen us. He was, He is, He is to come, the Alpha and the Omega. He is everything in between. As Christians, we have to embrace the tension that He is now and He is yet to come. And we do that by do- binding ourselves to the He isness of the father. But here's the good news. As we wait in the now, there is a season that comes called he is coming. There is a time when incarnation takes place, where the advent gives way to incarnation. And we see this in the Christmas story And we can see this in our story, and we can see this in Melanie's story. That the last time Brad had saw her was at that prayer meeting where she laid it all at the cross. But four years later, she ends up getting a hold of him and messaging him through Facebook. And she says, Brad, I don't know if I've ever told you this. She said, but the day... That I went to the cross and laid all of my burdens, all of my struggles, all of my sorrow at the foot of the cross and exchanged it for his goodness. That very day, incarnation came. That very day, her Advent season was over and she received full healing in her body. That the fibromyalgia and the chronic. Fatigue left her body and she was strengthened. And from that very day that she prayed and gave it to the cross, she was completely and totally healed from her disease. Come on. And she said, Brad, I have proof of my healing. And she sent him pictures of her with her husband and their firstborn child her firstborn child a dream that she never could have imagined when she was in the middle of the waiting season so here's my what i want to encourage you with today some of you may be finding yourself in the season of waiting i want to encourage you bind yourself to the lord embrace the he isness of the father he never leaves us he never forsakes us That in the midst of our pain and our longing and even in our suffering, he is here. And as we bind ourselves to him, his strength becomes our strength. His joy becomes our joy. His courage becomes our courage. And the amazing thing about the father is that though we may have to advent, there is a day of incarnation. There is a day of hope to look forward to. The day when we begin to step into the promise that he has given us. So don't ever give up on the promise. Don't ever give up on the promise. Jesus, we honor you today. Father, I thank you that you are with us. Even in the seasons of waiting. And God, today we just choose to bind our hearts to you today. In fact, real quick, if, if there's anybody here today who is in that season of waiting, I want to just pray for you today. If you would just raise your hand this morning. Father, I pray for strength and courage over these people today. God, that as they're in their season of waiting, in their season of Advent, God, where they can see the promise up ahead, but they're still in the season of waiting. They're still in the pregnancy period where they can feel the kicks of hope, but there has not been a birth yet. Jesus, I pray for those people that you would give them strength to endure the stretching, to endure the season of waiting, Father. And God, to not lose hope, Father, that you would infuse them today with a fresh hope. And God, I thank you that the hope that we have in you is not like the world hopes, Father. God, that our hope isn't just some pie-in-the-sky hope. But God, we have hope in you. And we know in that hope in you that we can trust you to see it to come to pass, Father. And so, Father, we pray for strength in the waiting season right now, Father. And God, we pray and anticipate the day of incarnation, When we see the promise come to pass. And we lean and trust in you, Father. God, I thank you that you are with us, even in the waiting. We honor you today, Father. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more messages like this or information about our church, please visit HarmonyChurchFamily.org